0: Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel.
1: Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spiegel, and we are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic which is Talking Analytics, why it is important. Today's guest is an experienced retail strategist with over 20 years of experience in product and marketing. She is the chief operating officer at Suite Analytics, where they have a strong interest in merging data science and creativity to fuel brand growth. A big welcome to Joe Davis. Hi, Joe. Hi, Ansi. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you. Thanks for inviting me.
1: So analytics, I mean, it's, it's in the news a whole bunch. It's on the forefront of everybody's mind, especially since the recent forced of migration from Google Universal to GA4. Um, yeah. But, you know, let's start. Why is having proper analytics so important for the success of your online business?
2: Well, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, I believe it's just absolutely fundamental to fuel the performance and the growth of your business. Um, I mean, essentially, you're looking to increase efficiency, improve your profit um, and and match some strategy to your to some fantastic creative ideas out there. Um, For me, I'm quite a creative person in my my history, um, but I need that intel, that analytics to make the right decisions and to know what to do next.
1: So what is the advantage of using suite analytics versus Google Analytics for GA4 as just a standalone to get your to get your data?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased you asked that. It's kind of, it's a comparison. It's kind of apples and pears, really. We're, we're not we're not trying to be GA4 and we do quite different things. Um, we're essentially a customer data platform. So where GA4 are very, very focused on traffic and site metrics, um, we're taking first party data directly from the platforms. So our data will always match the actual cash that was in the till. You took a £1,000 last week, our platform will say a £1,000 and that's what we're trying to explain. Um, we, we tend to see... A five to ten difference in numbers in GA4 compared to, to what the companies actually took. So that's one of the first key differences. Um, however, we do cross over slightly with tracking. So we have our own tracking technology that we would place on our clients' websites. So we're tracking web visits and, and browser information um, to, to create some, some slightly robust and more informative attribution models we can answer a lot of questions around you know what what touch what we call them touch points so what marketing has a customer been touched before they made a decision to buy with a brand But what makes us particularly different there is that we also incorporate offline marketing. So, for example, if someone was doing a brochure or a catalogue or a postcard or a draw drop or something like that, we would be able to put that information into suite and know who's been sent something, regardless whether they're a customer or what we call a cold contact, the name's been bought. So when someone places an order as part of that journey, we've also got the time center when they were sent a brochure, for example. So it starts to give a lot more insight in terms of how your offline and your online marketing is performing together. And and this is a channel we're seeing really growing in the UK at the moment, especially with the younger demographic um, than it has historically. So so that's we had a lot more depth to those to those marketing decisions slightly than what GA4 does, but we don't tend to cover the, the actual insight metrics. So we so we work together quite well. Um, we have an integration with GA4. So you can see that information you know coming together, which is which we really want to do the best for our clients though.
1: So uh, a couple a couple of follow-up questions on there. I mean one of the frustrations is forever uh, I mean whether it was universal or GA4 mm. was that numbers didn't match exactly. Yeah. You know, it was always you know I, I would you know tell my clients as an agency you know they're not really meant to to match exact and i will never match exact. It's more of just yeah. to kind of you know get a, a broader kind of sense of of how all the marketing channels are doing, yeah. and you're getting these to match exact based on you said first party cookies. Now first party data,
2: so yeah, first party yeah. data. Yeah. Now
1: how is that? with all the new privacy, um, laws going, going in, how, how is that affected? And people, Well, the client to... owns
2: their, the clients own their first party data. So, so when they, when a customer places an order, the, the the brand owns, you know, has that data. Of course, they have to act with integrity and and, and abide by the GDPR rules. Um, but they that we know whether we know whether that we've got data against that customer or not. So if they haven't been able to track because they've decided to block their cookies, um, then there's no tracking data. But we still have that order within our platform. As a GA, just wouldn't have it at all. Um, it just wouldn't exist. That's why you see that difference. But you'd see that order, you'd see that customer, you know all the other information about that order, such as you know, what they bought, was it their first order, second order, 10th um, order, uh, whether they use a discount code, are they paying for shipping or not. We've still got all the information, but we would know that that, that order's not been trackable in terms of web visits and marketing to touch points.
1: And the other question I had is you had mentioned, you know, that the the pounds match up to, to what's in the till. And mm-hmm. so obviously you were in uh, uh the UK, but your stuff is of course it's compatible with with US uh companies.
2: Yes, yeah, sorry. I'm saying pounds because I'm English, but um typically English. But yes, any currency we deal with, we deal with multi-currencies across the globe. Okay, yeah. great. Just didn't yeah. want to,
1: to have anybody tune out and not listen to No, you know,
2: no, no, dollars, <laughs> euros, whatever you want. Okay. We, we, we're, we're much back to your, to your actual takings. Yeah.
1: So, what are some examples of some important insights that analytics could provide, and specifically, suite analytics could provide that would have an immediate impact on your business?
2: Well, what, what, when we're collecting the data, we're creating a very powerful single customer view. So, for one particular customer, we know lots of information about them. So, when they first placed an order, when they last placed an order, what their lifetime value is. Um, what kind of products they're buying, and, and from that data we create what's a, a very powerful growth modeling tool. So this is where we tend to start with clients, um, and, and I feel that this is we feel is absolutely fundamental to growing your business is to understand how is my current database performing? So say, you know, you're looking for a 20, 30, 40% growth increase year on year, you need to know how your current database is performing and what you expect to gain from that database in terms of revenue. And then we're looking at filling the gap with acquisition. So understanding how many new customers you need to acquire to achieve your 50% growth, for example. And that really changes by business. I mean, if you're, say, a very uh, remedies business that's very heavily reliant on subscription, you're, you're, you're less of a need of new customers. And if you're, say... A furniture company, for example, where you don't get great retention rates because the nature of the product, then you're very reliant on, on customer acquisition. But understanding those metrics um, for your business is really, really important. And we and I tend to find that's quite a light bulb moment for most clients that I work with. And then once we've worked with, from, from all those understandings of how your customers are um, behaving and what you would expect to get from new customers as well, based on those learnings and knowing how many new customers you need to acquire, it's really about how much do you need to spend. So what's what's your cost of acquisition? And it's not always what what have you been spending, but what should you be spending? So um, part of the analytics is what we call a margin calculator. We go through the key metrics of cost and what the ROAS should be on a first-time order, and very much working on blended, which I really believe is right. Um, so it starts to create a really good growth strategy in terms of, of what you should be spending to acquire those customers. We also... Because of that single customer view and understanding how customers repeat, we've got some quite really robust lifetime value metrics. And you can break that down by cohorts as well. So there's obviously lots of different ways to acquire customers. So if you're acquiring them through Facebook, for example, through sale, um, so do markdowns you might see a much lesser growth over time than if you're, then you acquire them through organic search, for example, but you'd be able to know that through the analytics and break it down in that way. Um, and then also, you know, what's very key then is the relationship to products. So you start to understand, okay, what products are best for me to acquire customers? What's the best product for me to talk about the customer next in terms of follow-up and how, do, how do I personalize those messages to get my best, uh, return on effort, if you like, for my CRM marketing. Um, and then we talked a little bit earlier about the, the touch points that we collect and be able to, to to have really good attribution models. So things like, especially when you're doing online and offline marketing, if you're doing something offline, you um, you, you wouldn't see any of that in, in most um, data-driven attribution right, models. Right. It's predominantly the online activity that you're measuring your performance against. But So how, how, Atom, is that,
1: how is that data getting into suite analytics, the offline
2: marketing so so we upload it it's a really quick wizard um you you upload the mailing file so if you if you're mailing 100,000 people within less than a minute you've told sweet who those 100,000 people are um and then and so if they they come to order
1: if they come to order instead of it showing direct for the the marketing channel it shows the the postcard
2: well, it, well it, sh- it creates a touch point because essentially, if, especially if it's an online brand only, they still have to come to the website. Um, so if perhaps it's showing, OK, they've been we can see the place and order and we can look back and see, OK, all the different marketing touch points. This is very instant by those happens in instant, pretty much instant time. You can see, okay, on the on the first of July, I sent that person a catalogue, and they placed an order on the tenth of July, and they clicked through from an email. But you, but you know, that single view is not particularly helpful. But through the attribution models, you can see that relationship, and then you know that direct mail and e- emails gener- generated this much catch for me versus direct mail versus a paid brand campaigns, which you can you can say it's safe to assume, but you know that's what's happened, and you can probably make the conclusion the catalogue's driven that web that web search. Of um, course, oh, attribution is oh. never 100 percent, but you've got you've got mm-hmm. the data to to make some conclusions and to and to put, um, persevere with your test and learn processes.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's a mouthful <laughs> where, <I> guess, <laughs> you know, just thinking about it, what's the learning curve like using using your program suite analytics and where does some where does a business even start?
2: Um, well, it's quick because, because we we have all the data within 24 hours. So some of, some of those insights, your lifetime value, cost per acquisition, et cetera, is, is very quick. You're learning that, you know, in, within 24 hours generally. Um, the longer learning curve is around the test and learn because we have, we have quite strong segmentation tools where you can segment your data and communicate that, you know, instantly back to your third party platforms such as Facebook, Grammatics. Email platforms, Clavier, MailChimp, et cetera. You can communicate back to them because we don't see ourselves in competition with any of those platforms. We're here to help clients enhance them. Um, and by creating segments within our platform, you can then measure the performance of those segments in the same way. So that's the slightly longer learning curve where you're, where you're testing and learning, start to understand what's working and how to change some of your strategies. But the but the, the instant learning curve is having all those analytics within 24 hours. And what
1: kind of training do, do you offer like a new client or, I mean, I guess that's what I'm,
2: Yeah,
1: you know, it seems like it could be overwhelming for somebody coming in to try and yeah. figure out the data and all that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we and we do different levels of packages to, to, to manage that overwhelm, um, depending on where the brand is and you know and the, and the experience within the teams. Um but we have we have a client services team which are on hand and we offer complimentary calls every month to our to our members that you know they're, they're completely free. Um we have live chat within our system as well with somebody's always at the other end to answer any questions. Um but we also run live training sessions. So we, we do do recordings, but we tend to do everything live, so you can book on to a particular time and you have a live person and doing that training who can talk you through and answer your questions um but we do quite a robust um free trial process as well so we part of that free trial pr- process is getting people up to speed and understanding how to use the platform um, but you're right angie there's a lot of information there and that's probably one of our probably the biggest barriers i think of brand owners of knowing where to start so mm-hmm. quite often it's talking to those um and i have a call person for every single person that signs up for a free trial to just understand what the problems they are they're facing um, and direct them to the to the correct path of analytics to help them because it's very rare that everybody needs everything so it's kind of understanding people's yeah. personal needs yeah and i mean besides analytics
1: being very topical with the the migration to ga4 ai everybody's talking about and have you guys been able yeah. to incorporate ai into suite analytics
2: great question it's one of my favorite subjects right now um uh, we're working on it is the only stance and we're going to call it si so Sweet intelligence <laughs> so it's going to be our version um and in, in order for that to work i think it's you know uh, AI is backed by data. You have to have great data to have good artificial intelligence. One doesn't work without the other. So we have a huge amount of data um, that can that can really help the clients. But where we're working a little bit hard at the moment on understanding clients goals so we, we do a growth modeling and quite a broad goals piece um, we're breaking that down into more information and more detailed um metrics in terms of goals at the moment and we're reusing that information to know whether a client this is all through the artificial intelligence to know whether that client is achieving their goals and if they're not it sends them to particular parts of the dashboard to, to, to give them further insights and actionable points on the areas that they need to, befo- to increase their performance on um like i said not 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 every single piece of the dashboard is going to be relevant to everybody. But if you're, for example, have a, a certain plan or a, a particular average order value you need to achieve next month and, you, and you're lagging behind, we'll pick that up. for The artificial intelligence about to point you to the areas in which you can look into that in more detail, but also what to, do, what to do next. You
1: know, one of my favorite questions I always like to ask is what are some of the trends that um, you're thinking are going to come in e-commerce? And you probably have more... Insight to that than than most, given to mm-hmm. you're you're looking at numbers and you're dealing with with e-commerce companies. But mm-hmm. I guess the question so let's say you had a crystal ball, what do you think the future holds for e-commerce over the next 12 to 18 months?
2: Um. I- I think, I think data is going to be, is huge, especially first party data. And I think in 18 months, it's going to be the norm that a brand understands their first party data, who their customers are and what they're doing. And there was a very bold statement in the Sunday Times here recently that fail to know your data, be prepared to fail. It's, um, it's becoming huge. So I, th- I think that's going to be become more the norm. I think artificial intelligence is, is growing at a phenomenal rate. I mean, there's there's two different types of artificial intelligence, which is generative and non-generative. And I think the non-generative is is there's, there's a lot out there already and probably a lot more to happen. Um, but the generative AI, I think, is where it's going to get interesting, where especially things like creative advertising, and uh, it can start to generate the right adverts, the right images, or what it thinks is the right images to, to particular groups of people is going to be quite interesting. The, the other, and it's probably an unpopular opinion, maybe, but I think Amazon is is growing at a phenomenal rate. It's going to be absolutely huge in 18 months and very, very dominant within the industry. And it's really creating a new way of shopping and a new way of advertising, um, which I, th- I think that's, that's, that's progressing quite quickly. And we see quite a difference there in the next 18 months.
1: Now your analytics, speaking of Amazon, is just working on, Merchant's own website. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, you're not able to get that information from Amazon, right?
2: Well, you, so you can. You can if, if, the, if the client is fulfilling the orders themselves. So it's fulfilled by merchant. And oh, this is OK. So if, if they're
1: sending out postcards yeah. them to Amazon, then you can get that information if they're doing FBM.
2: Yes, so if, if if the if the clients receiving the orders and fulfilling it from their own distribution centers, then then they have all of the customer information apart from the email address. But you have enough information to to to, to be able to analyze that data. Um, I believe you're not allowed to market to them, um, but but you are understanding. You know, have I moved people from my website to Amazon and vice versa? So you, you understand that data. Um, but the, but most do do FBA, so fulfilled by Amazon. So there is a slight a slight black hole there in terms of data but it's a big challenge with any marketplaces you know eBay Etsy um I'm sure you've got some big ones in the US as well that um that that your clients are using it 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 does create quite a black hole same wholesale as well when you start selling to third parties you're you're losing the visibility of your customer data so it's something to always consider when you're when you're starting to push your push your reach out in that way hello there this is Andy I wanted to take a
1: quick break from the show and talk to you for just a minute about the new golden ticket program that I've introduced inside Make Each Click Count University. I know it sounds fancy, right? But what's the golden ticket all about? Each month, members of Make Each Click University receive a golden ticket that they can use to access any of our certified courses. Certified courses include courses on Facebook, Google Ads, Pinterest, SEO, and more. Look, if you are looking to grow your business by either adding a new marketing channel or by optimizing an existing marketing channel just like an expert then this program is for you perhaps you're looking to train someone on your team or you're looking for a career in digital marketing well either way this program is the program you've been waiting for in addition when you become a member to make each click county university you'll get immediate access to all of our in-house courses timely training videos access to all three of my books and access to our monthly mastermind meeting. All this at a recently reduced price. So go on over to www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com for all the details and sign up. I guarantee it's going to be the best decision you make today. Now back to the show. Now let's talk more about um, you and how you got started there. Have there been any business books that you could attribute to your success as an entrepreneur?
2: um I, I read an awful lot actually I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big reader and i'm and i'd probably um the more to mindfulness type book so i'm a huge fan of robin sharma um the everyday hero manifesto has been a, a complete life-changing book for me in the last couple of years um also jay shetty um think like a monk anything that's related to ego i absolutely love love to read and i think can be a huge barrier on people's um progress i think understanding your ego is a uh, is really really important for an entrepreneur um autobiography some of my heroes absolutely lo- love reading their stories um but i probably in terms of the more business side of things i prefer subscriptions um so i've got some favorites such as blend commerce and uh and a, a fab lady over here called chloe thomas um i read their, their kind of bi-weekly um, a couple of times a week updates I find I find those really informative and help me keep up to speed of what's happening oh um, interesting
1: but... I was I was a guest on her podcast a few months ago
2: oh me too Chloe
1: <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> that's great you know, Chloe, Chloe's fantastic yeah I think she brings some great insights to to the marketing world now
1: um let's uh talk uh, a little bit more about sweet analytics do you have a, a favorite success story of one of your clients that you could share
2: yeah, I mean, we have lots, of which I'm really pleased to say, but there's probably one that's standing out when you are, when I saw that question. And uh, it's, a, it's a fashion retailer that I've been working with since 2019. And uh, uh, I don't know, you may have seen a similar thing from your end, but when COVID hits, an awful lot of brands pulled back on marketing and spend and, and got quite scared and um, wanted to really protect profit. Um, but this particular brand held their nerve. And, and through the growth modelling exercise that we have done with them, it showed very clearly if they was going to pull back on the marketing, marketing, the acquisition would have really dropped and what the impact would have been in two and three years' time when you had less people to retain, especially as a very strong retention business. Um, but they held their nerve and they pushed forward and they achieved some amazingly low um, cost per acquisitions, um, as a lot of people did in that time. And and four years later, they are at 15 times' growth of what they were in wow. 2019. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal performance. And I really do put it down to, to holding their nerve during that time. Um, and and just you know and just monitoring it. It wasn't it wasn't just spending. They were using analytics. They're measuring their performance, ensuring that the marketing was bring was was doing reach and bringing in new customers. Um, and it and it's really paid off for them.
1: And on the flip side, what are what are some of the challenges you struggle with in getting results for clients?
2: Yeah, and no, a great question. I think the the, the Certain scenarios are very, very difficult to work with. Um, Low AOV and low margin with high cost per acquisition costs is is very, very difficult. And when I say high acquisition costs, it may not be high as a number, but high as the percentage of the AOV um, can can make things very, very difficult. Um, And sometimes it gets gets quite hard to find opportunities and manoeuvres to keep growing um, a business profitably when when we're dealing with those metrics. Um, They're probably our least favourite to work with. Yeah, it's gets very difficult.
1: And uh, how does the fee structure work with Sweet Analytics?
2: Yeah, great question. So we start from a free model, um, which is a, a few a few areas of the dashboard, um, and then it then it grows. Roughly around um, five hundred pounds per, per five million of turnover per year um, to be a member, um, but then we do offer additional services on top for consultancy and some actual doing marketing services as well. So the, the package can be quite tailored, um, but we're broadly speaking five hundred pounds per 5, per five million.
1: And how does that? Uh, what's what's the exchange rate for US
2: dollars? Uh, it's about one point three. Yeah. So. Uh, we're, I think we're looking about 700, uh, $700 for $700 million turnover in, in
1: dollars. $700 per 7
2: million traffic? Uh, no, revenue. And so oh, So we'll We're rolling 12 months revenue. Yeah. Um, yes. But on our website, okay. sweetanalytics.com, suite, which I know you're coming to, we have all our pricing information on the website. Um, okay.
1: And it. who is the perfect listener? If they're out there uh, listening to this episode, they could – Benefit by by taking a, f- a free trial, to, I guess, to start to to Sweet Analytics. Yeah,
2: um, it's a small to medium sized businesses. So we we we, just, we start with people that are just about to start trading, want to have all their data ducks in a row before they start trading, um, up to around twenty millions is, is is our most common areas that we work with, um, where we feel we can make a big difference um, by by offering our solution.
1: And what would you tell them to why they need Sweet Analytics to help grow their business?
2: but i fundamentally believe you you need the intel to understand what's happening everything i have probably just talked about for the last 20 minutes um absolutely fundamental to make the right decisions to grow your business um i think you know it's there's been such a change in the last 20 years you know when we stopped very much tra- trading in bricks and mortar 20 years ago we didn't have a lot of data we didn't have the intel we do now um there's an awful lot of information available we, can get quite overwhelming. So having having a data uh, data system like Suite that can turn all that data into really easy, understandable, and actionable insights it is really, really key for growth, in my opinion.
1: And is that the advantage over using just Google Analytics GA4 as a standalone? Is it's going to make it more understandable? For the business owner.
2: yeah yeah hundred percent is more understandable but it, it adds a whole new layer about understanding your customer performance not just your site metrics and being able to do something with that data
1: all right well this has been great thanks for joining us is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up today
2: um no, something I probably just forgot to say. We generally work with B2C companies, so direct-to-consumer, um, and we predominantly work with the lifestyle um, sectors, but we, we can do anything that's B2C. Um, and, yeah, we do a free trial for two weeks. I'd love to hear from anybody um, who wants to discuss the, an opportunity of working with us. And just go to sweetanalytics.com and click Book Demo and than happy to have a conversation with anybody. Well, this has been great.
1: Thanks for joining us today, Joe.
2: Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me.
1: For listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information on Sweet Analytics or connecting with Jill, you'll find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our podcast resource center available at podcast.makeeachclickcount.com. We have categorized all of our different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the episodes that I've had uh, all any of the guests in previous episodes. Well, that's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.
0: This has been the Make Each Click Count Podcast.